1: Welcome to Jesus the Healer today. Thank you for joining us and stay around because we have a lot of good things out of the Word we're going to see. We're going to pick up where we left off on the two previous episodes and we've been talking about how Jesus longs for us to receive healing. Amen. He longs to heal and he longs for us to receive what he's provided for us. Um, We won't take time to read the whole passage, but I do want to refer to a statement. When Jesus was ministering to two blind men who called out, they said, have mercy on us. And he stopped. And uh, the Amplified Classic Translation said that when he stopped with them, he he asked them this statement, What do you want me to do for you? I love that. What do you want me to do for you? So he puts himself at their disposal. He lets them decide um, what work do you need to receive from me? And you say, well, why would Jesus ask two blind men what they want? Well, he's wanting to know what have you, what have you attached your faith to? What are you using your faith for? And, um, of course they received their healing, but we take this phrase, what do you want me to do for you? And, uh, just know this, that every need has that at the end of it in the mind of Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? When you have a need that shows up, he says, what do you want me to do for you? What's he doing? He's asking to, he's asking to be invited into bringing his part to your need. And how many of you know his part is power? Yes. Amen. Uh, then right before that, Jesus had made this statement. It's in Matthew 20, verse 28. When Jesus was speaking, he said, the son of man came not to be waited on, but to serve. Amen. So don't those sounds like, sound like the words of a servant that he offered there to the blind men? What do you want me to do sure for you? Yes. And um, We see this, that Jesus longs to bring what he has access to and all that he is into the needs of our life. Amen. So uh, when I looked up the word serve, just in the dictionary, it said to provide with a regular or continuous supply of something. How many of you know when Jesus meets the need, it's to be a continuous flow, a continuous help to our life. Amen. On the previous episode, we took some time and we read out of Kenneth E. Hagan's book, I Believe in Visions, just one portion of a chapter we're going to read it again today because then I want to spend some time on it. I read it yesterday, but we didn't spend the time on it that I want to spend on it. Um, it's out of his book. As I said, I believe in visions. If you don't have it, I encourage you get hold of it. It's such a blessing because all those, although these are visions that happen to him, they hold truths for our life. So on this one occasion, Dad Hagen had been praying for his wife because she needed an operation. And this was years ago. I want to say maybe when they were in their thirties. And they, the operation that she needed, they knew that it would be serious. And, They both had the sense that she would not survive the operation if she had it. So Brother Hagen was sensing this and he prayed for her. And uh, so I want to pick up and read to you again a portion out of that book, I Believe in Visions. And these are the words of Dad Hagen from the book. He said, at the close of my message one night, a spirit of prayer descended upon the congregation and we all gathered around the altar to pray. We prayed for quite some time, and after a while, I got off my knees and sat on the steps to the platform. I was sitting there with my eyes open, singing in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance, when suddenly I saw Jesus standing about three feet in front of me. He said, I have come to answer your prayer. Tell your wife to be operated on, for she will live and not die." Although I didn't mention it to my wife, I had felt all along that she would, if she was operated on, she would die. She later told me that she had known for several years that that she would die when she was operated on for this gorder. But the Lord said to me, she will live and not die. According to the, now this is still Jesus speaking. According to the natural course of events, without divine intervention, she would die. But, I've heard your prayers and I've come to answer them. So notice who initiated her living and not dying. Brother Hagan making that request. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Just because you sense something doesn't mean it is unchangeable. Amen. He sensed that she would die, but many times there are things that we may have a sense about spiritually but that doesn't mean they're not changeable. Yeah. Amen. Some things can be changed. Maybe not all things, but some things can be changed. I mean, in 25 years of pastoring, I've dealt with that on, on different occasions and been, we've been able to see some things change for people, some things I couldn't change for people with my prayers, but others could. And so here, um, although Dad Hagen sent she would die, he didn't leave it there. God. He went further and began to talk to God about it. So Jesus said, I have heard your prayers. Listen to this. And I've come to answer your prayers. Amen. This is what Jesus said to the blind man. What do you want me to do for you? It's the same servant flow out of the heart of Jesus, right? And then Jesus said to dad Hagen, she shall live Then Jesus said something that absolutely melted me and I've never been able to forget it. It blessed me and helped me then and it still blesses me. He said, I did this son just because you asked me to. I love that. Just because you asked me to. And then he went on and said, you don't know how I long to do for my children. We could stop right there. He longs to do for his children. If something, if we don't receive what he longs to do, his longings are dissatisfied. And I don't want him dissatisfied. I want his longing satisfied by inviting him and believing for him to do what he longs to do in our lives. But let's be specific. Remember what he asked the blind men, what do you want me to do for you? We don't just say, well, whatever. No, we're specific Uh in our request and what we're believing for, what we're expecting. So again, Jesus said to him, to Dad Hagen, you don't know how I long to do for my children. If they would, if it's conditional, that if he can help them, if they would only ask me, and believe me. So two things, ask and believe. At the time you ask, you believe. Then he went on and said this, many times they beg, they cry. What's that mean? He's referring to emotionalism. They beg, they cry, and they pray. So one one out of three is right. It's like one of those picture things, circle which one doesn't belong, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the one that does belong is pray, but what doesn't belong is beg mm-hmm. and get in the emotional arena right. and cry. Right. <clears throat> it's not that crying is wrong. It's Is it a cry of faith or is it a cry oh. of fear, right. a cry of desperation? Yeah. We're not a desperate people. Yeah. We're a blessed people. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus said many times they beg, they cry and they pray, mm-hmm. but they don't believe. Oh. So he's saying begging isn't, isn't faith. Yes. And getting into the emotional arena isn't faith. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said to Dad Hagen, I cannot answer their prayers unless they have faith because I cannot violate my word. Yeah. But how often I long to help them if only they will let me. Mm. So he's been telling us how how we let him. Then he specifies it again in this passage. He said, how often I long to help them if only they would let me by, number one, taking me at my word, number two, and bringing me their problems, number three, trusting me to undertake for them. So when you bring something to him in faith, expect that he goes to work on it the moment your faith is released. You need to, you need to build this into your heart and into your way of thinking. Every time I release my faith, power always begins working. Say that. Every time, every, time, every time I release my faith, release my faith. Power, always power always begins flowing, begins flowing and, working. and working. Every time, every, every time, time. Every not just sometime, every, every, every time. And say this, <clears throat> I always receive. I have always receive. Always.
0: Oh,
1: Amen. Yes. Why do we say these things? Because the enemy was always trying to say why you can't receive, uh, why okay. it's not going to yeah. work for you. Yeah. We out talk him. That's, right. yeah. That's good. Amen. So he said that he longs to do for us if we'll let him. Uh We'll let him. Um, We let him, as he said, take him at his word. What's that mean? Believe his word. Bring me their problems. So many times we take our problems to our spouse, our pastor, our loved ones. Now there's nothing wrong with getting someone to agree with you in prayer. But they are no substitute for taking our needs to Him.
0: Boy, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. And we don't we don't have a right to dump our needs on another. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because it can weigh on some people. That's the yeah. truth. And we're not authorized to put something on them. No, Amen. Right. He said, "Trust me to undertake for them." Amen. 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 Then Dad Hagan went on and. He said, again, Jesus said, tell your wife to be operated on for she will live and not die. With those words, Jesus disappeared. Even though the doctors were greatly concerned about my wife's condition, my wife and I had great joy through it all because we knew the outcome in advance. See, faith always knows the outcome is victory. The outcome is victory. They took time to pray and hear. And, um, when you, when you know how God is leading you, you can be confident in the outcome. Amen. Amen. So we see this, uh, begging doesn't work. Crying doesn't work. I'm so grateful that when I was being raised, there were four kids in our family. And, um, we all remember this, (laughs) that my mother, if we would, if something was bothering us, And we'd start crying about something. She said, stop that crying. Stop that crying. Mm -hmm. She said, you keep crying, all you're gonna end up with is a headache. (laughs) (laughs) She knew the difference. And I'm not talking about when somebody is, um, they're sharing something of their heart and they may weep at a time when something is trying to trouble them. She wasn't talking about that. She was talking about when we would flip into emotionalism to try to get relief. She knew this, there's no help in your emotions. Yeah. That's right. And if you practice going to your emotions mm-hmm. instead of going to your spirit, yeah. Yeah. instead of going to the word, uh-huh. that you, you learn wrong spiritual habits. Yeah. And so this is what Jesus said. He said, many times they beg and they cry and they pray, but prayer, just because we're praying doesn't mean we're in faith.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
1: Sometimes just because we put words in the form of a prayer doesn't mean they're faith words. So he says, I cannot answer without faith on their part. Well, we want to receive an answer. I said, we want to receive an answer. And then we also want to take him at his word since he said that it's true for me and I believe it. Amen. That means we dry up our tears. That means we quit the begging, yes. right? That means we believe. Um, I want to share, and the reason I share some of these visions that ha- this especially that happened with Dad Hagen is because they happened to him, but there's truths for us yes. in this. Um, years ago, uh, my husband, he got, he got born again when he was about 25 years old. And uh, the day he got born again, he got born again in a Sunday morning service. That night, he went to the Sunday evening service carrying his big Catholic Bible, the big white one. You know, I still have it at home. And he carried that because they told him, bring your Bible to church. So he brought his Bible. It was that big white Catholic Bible. And so he, he went to the service. And after the sermon, he went up to the pastor and said, for 25 years, I've been serving the devil but he said, now I want to serve God. Oh. What can I do for God? Amen. See, that's, that's really the right response is we're here to serve. Yeah. Sure we're is. Ser- yeah. to serve God, yeah. serve one another, yeah. amen, yes. and uh, serve in our local church. Yes. And um, so the pastor said to him, he said, well, I don't have anyone to clean the toilets in the church. And Ed said, that's my job. Mm-hmm. So he started his serving the Lord in the toilet cleaning ministry. Um, So many things came out of him serving. And not only did he serve in the local church cleaning the toilets, but at a time when he needed financial income, God gave him a cleaning business. Why? Because he didn't think it was beneath him to serve. Amen. So my husband began serving there in the local church by cleaning the restrooms. Then he was promoted to door greeter. Now my husband was high energy, sure. so when somebody got greeted, I know they got greeted. It was not like a casual, you know, uh, half-hearted greeting. It would have been a whole-hearted flow that he would have come at him with. And then he was faithful in those capacities, and then he was allowed and invited to serve as a deacon. And really deacon just should really means another whole degree of serving. Serving. And so he was along with the other ushers and deacons that were in front of the service on one particular Sunday morning, they were receiving communion. Mm -hmm. And Ed is holding the communion elements along with the others that were up front with him. And he said to himself, talking to God, but said it within himself, He said, God, I don't even really understand what communion's all about. When he said that, he said, it's though the ceiling and the roof of that church disappeared.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And he had a vision and he saw Jesus hanging on the cross. I tell you that because he had the vision, but it's for our benefit. It reveals truth of the word to us. And he's not here to tell it, so I'm going to keep telling (laughs) it. And so he said he saw Jesus on the cross hanging there. He said just like what he would have seen in the Catholic church, that emblem of him up there. But he said all of a sudden he saw words begin flying through the air. And he said these words were names of, of diseases and sickness. And as Jesus was on that cross and one would strike him and his whole body would jolt Every time a word struck him, it was being laid on him. Oh, yes, the, the the soldiers whipped him that day. Yes. And those stripes were for our healing. Yes. But God was laying on his spirit even. Oh, the sickness and disease, the penalty for them laid on him. And my husband said the words were, they were, coming through the air slowly at first to where he could even have time to read them. He said he recognized some of the diseases, the names of them. He said, but then others came that I didn't even recognize. I never heard of those. So it doesn't matter whether the medical industry has a name for it or not. It's all been laid on Jesus. You may even know what the doctors are diagnosing. You may be someone who says the doctors can't find a diagnosis. It doesn't matter. It's all been laid. Amen. But Ed said the words were, came slower at first, but then they came faster and faster. And He said, then they came so fast no man could read them, that it was all being laid on him. And Jesus, God was showing him that's what communion is, is saying. He took it on himself. Why? So that you won't take it. Jesus longs to heal because he remembers when it was laid on him. He, he, he paid the price. He longs for us to receive the price he paid for. Amen. Um, but we have to cooperate. How do we cooperate? What he told, what he told dad Hagen in this vision is one of the things we need to make sure we're addressing that we're not begging. We're not crying but we believe when we pray. Amen. We believe that power starts flowing. We believe that our sickness, our disease, our pain, our symptoms were laid on Him. Amen. Dementia, Alzheimer's, anything, torment, it was all laid on Him. He took it. And uh, since He took it, we shouldn't bear it. Amen. Amen. We can walk free from it. That's, right. That's what we're to believe when we go to him. Yes. Then what is the other thing that we're to believe? He said to let him heal us. Yes. Let him. Uh, how do we let him? Take him at his word, yes. bring our problems to him, yes. cast them on him, not try to fix it all ourselves. Yes. And number three, trust him to undertake. Why? Because once we put it in his hands, now he can work on it. That's right. Come on. He longs to, he doesn't long to see you carry it. That's he true. doesn't long to see you struggle with it. He doesn't long to have you live another moment trying to bear what only he was capable Amen. of bearing. Yes. Amen. Um, we have to realize he offers us as, as we were saying, what he said to the blind men, what do you want me to do for you? But when he offers us that we have to believe he does it, he does it. Um, dad Hagen also there in that book that I referred to, I believe in visions. There's another chapter. It's called the hospital visitor. It's one of my favorite chapters, but I want to, I want to read just a portion of that to you because there's something in there that's important for us. Um, He had, Dad Hagen had had an accident. He fell down. He injured his elbow. They took him to the doctor. They did, um, they had to, he, he really dislocated it. So they had to put him out, so to speak, and they had to put muscles and things back in place. So Jesus came to him. And while he was recovering there in the hospital, and he said, I did not cause this. He said, I had nothing to do with this. He said, the devil did this, but he said, I permitted it. Yes. And he said, you better be glad I permitted yes. it. Yes. And he said, the reason I permitted it is because he said, you were off course. Uh-huh. I'm just paraphrasing to not have to read the whole chapter to you. He says, I'm, "He said you were off course. Uh-huh. He said, now I have the opportunity. I've got your attention well, yes. you know. that now I can tell you bring you back on course, tell you where you're missing it so you can make the choice to get back on course. He said, if I'd have left you going the way you were going, you'd have died at 55. But he said, but now that I'm telling you what to correct, you can correct it Mm -hmm. and that can be changed. But this is what something that Jesus said to him when he came to visit him. Um, He said, it is my will... That none of my children ever be sick, ever be operated on, or ever have accidents. Now, that's his will. That's his best. That's his highest. Well, do Christians, do they get sick? Yes. Do they get operated on? Yes. Do they have accidents? Yes. And you say, well, if it's his will I don't have an operation, then I'm not gonna have an operation. No, you have to that's his highest and best, Uh but sometimes we're not always in position to cooperate with him at that level. You always go by what he's telling you to do today. Amen. Um, Amen. So Jesus said, it is my will that my children never be sick, be operated on, or have any accidents. But he said, but my children don't always live in my best. Now this is what Jesus said. My children don't always live in my best because... Then he gives them three things. And this this is why I say, get pen and paper. You need to write things like this down because you need to refer to these Uh things for our spiritual homework, Uh right? He said, number one reason why they don't always live in his best. Number one, they don't know what belongs to them. Uh In other words, they don't know what I provided for them. Uh Just like my husband, when he was there to receive communion, he didn't know what had been provided. Uh He says, number one, they don't know what belongs to them. Number two, if they do know what belongs to them, many times their faith isn't strong enough to lay hold of it. Oh. Why? Because if they've not been feeding their faith, uh-huh. if they've not been acting on the Word, exercising their faith, yeah. um, then their faith isn't at a place to where they can receive what's been provided. Yeah. Right. Number three, he said, the third reason why his children don't always live in his best is they're, not, they're in disobedience. Well, see, that was what Brother hagen that's the situation he was in. He was in disobedience. So, yes, Jesus asks us this question, what do you want me to do for you? Uh-huh. Yes. But we still have to comply with his word. Yes, yeah, we we do. Do. Okay. Amen? Yes. We have to learn what belongs to us. Yes, yes. We do. If he says to you, what do you want me to do for you, and you don't know healing even belongs to you, right. you right. won't right. even ask right. for what right. he's offering and capable that's right. Of working in your body, yes. working in your life. Yes. Um, I remember the testimony of a um, of a gal. She was, she had a, a disease, and uh, it was really kind of a new, a newer one that they had been able to diagnose, one that they had not ever run into before. And she was one of the first in the United States that ever died with this disease. And as she said, before she died, she says, "I was on my deathbed," and she said one day. She said, Jesus came and he laid in the bed with me and just held me. Oh, God. He didn't just come to comfort her. Thank God she was comforted. Yeah. But if she would have known that yes. he's the healer, yes. he was wrapping her up in healing. Yes. But she didn't know that, you see. She, you, he, he longs to do, but if we don't know to ask. He even showed up. She said, I tangibly felt him get into the bed and take me in his arms and hold me. But he didn't just want her to feel it. He wanted her to get up out of the bed. That's right. But see, if we don't know, we're robbed from. What do you want him to do for you?
0: Yes.
1: This is why we're on and why other programmers are on this channel. So you can know the breadth of all that He longs to do for us. Jesus longs to heal. And we're here to receive it. Amen? Amen. And we just say, I take my healing. I receive my healing. He longs to heal and I long to be healed. And I receive that healing power in Jesus' name. Amen? Well, you don't want to miss next time. We're not finished. We've got more to go on this. But we invite you to join us next time. And until then, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. This CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store.